0: Up next on Inside Champ Car, racing at Amp and shooting cars. Welcome to Inside Champ Car, Bill Strong. He's the good-looking guy at the top of the Zoom page I'm looking at. I'm Brian Bolanski. Yeah, not quite as good-looking. Well, but I, I don't know, Brian. But You're I press all the buttons, so... You know?
1: You've got all cool clothes on, and
0: <laughs> you look like you look like the dude. You look like uh, the big Le- the dude from Big Lebowski. You're wearing his big winter like shawl or something. But
1: no, it's those coats you buy in Tijuana. It's like a you know, sherpa. Yeah, <laughs> no, the ones you buy in Tijuana, man. They're really cheap. I've never been there- to Tijuana. Oh, wow. Oh. Yeah, you don't want to go there now, but yeah. yeah, when I was a kid, we used to go down there all the time. But the uh, yeah, it's it's cold Chili? up here in Virginia. It's in the forties. In the forties. At night in the daytime it's like 80 because my house stays my house is well insulated so my wife has turned off the heat for this time to save money because we know it's going to be pretty bad this winter so clearly you
0: grew up in san diego and not in wisconsin because no self-respecting wisconsinite would look at 40 and say it's cold
1: yeah well yeah true (laughs) but and my parents would not turn on the heat because of pg and e
0: there you go i I understand that too (laughs) <laughs> up next on the show, Atlanta Motorsports Park. That's coming up in a week.
1: Yeah, that we're going to talk
0: about that. Uh, talk a little about motorsports photography. You've been doing a lot of that, Bill.
1: I thought we were going to shoot cars, man. That's kind of what we do out that's here. Right. In Shooting
0: cars, <laughs> except we're not going to put any holes in them in this particular uh, instance. No,
1: nope, that's nope. called
0: plinking where I come from. Plinking.
1: <laughs> yeah, 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 same thing. Yeah. yeah, there
0: you go. All right, so you have had a couple of weeks off.
1: Yeah, kinda. And, I came, uh, uh, but you haven't. Yeah. You wouldn't
0: know it by looking no, at the Facebook page. No, I went page. to
1: Pittsburgh. Yeah, I went to Pittsburgh. Came home and let everybody know hey, I'm on vacation. I'm from racing, and I went to uh, <laughs> and
0: you went to a racetrack twice.
1: VIR and shot uh Spent the week out there yeah. shooting the SVRA, SCCA, and Nat Trans Am cars, and that was basically I, I you know i spent all this money over the winter buying camera ki- camera gear because people kept making fun of my pictures and i discovered that you know my stuff had been beat up so much it wasn't really working all that good so right. i bought some new camera gear and i thought i'm gonna buy some good stuff and i still take crappy pictures but i'm learning and but you my take wife fewer yelled- of them yeah well my wife yells at me for you know, watching YouTube videos on how to be a photographer and that right. stuff. That, that's all I watch.
0: You got to watch a guy named Kim Illman. Have you found yes, him? I yet? Yes. Okay, I yeah, I
1: do. Yeah. Okay, good. F one guy. Yeah, yep. one of Kim my
0: heroes Illman. as far as photography yeah. goes.
1: And I've learned a lot from him. Yeah. Actually,
0: so, he shares a lot.
1: Yeah, but I, I actually started taking photos back in the seventies. I, I I did take photos of uh, Formula One races back in, in England. You know, uh-huh. using film back in the day. And what? Wait, what? But, using what? Yeah, that, that, yeah. This celluloid. <laughs> Yeah, celluloid. Yeah. Wow. That's
0: how I started too, by the way.
1: And I could even develop black and white. I I never did color, but I could develop black and white. Did
0: you have a darkroom in your basement?
1: No, we had a darkroom in high school. Yeah. So we would, yeah, we did that. We did a lot of things in the darkroom in high school. Yes, I bet
0: you did. (laughs) (laughs) Well, well, that's a different podcast.
1: Yeah, a different podcast, but uh, Chris, shut up.
0: (laughs) (laughs) oh now i'm gonna have to figure out who that is going to go through your facebook page
1: oh Um, he will worry uh, um but yeah it's it's uh the i i've wanted you know i wanted to just get better at it yeah it's just you know i don't race anymore so i can't get any really better at that stuff because i've always you know i'm already the best race car driver ever up here (laughs) but but yeah sorry so it's like I want to be the best photographer ever and so i've done some you know i've I'm taking pictures and yep. I know that in order to be good, you have to just go out there and do it and try yep. different types. And so I did the Seca stuff and then I had fun at Oklahoma this past, uh, summer when I went out to see my brother and I took pictures at the, uh, Oklahoma speedway mm-hmm. dirt track I'd been to since I was a kid, went to Escondido or not Escondido. Um, uh, I forget. Broadway, yeah. No, it was, uh, El Cajon Speedway. Oh, speedway. Yeah, okay. Um, and so we, um, so I went over to. So I found out there was a little circle track Shenandoah, near me. Right? No, Shen- there is one up in Shenandoah, but that's kind of shut down now.
0: Okay.
1: The east side or west side? Is, right. Where, right. Yeah, west side. Whatever. And, um, but we have Natural Ridge Speedway. Oh yeah, that's and it right. Was their last race of the year. All right. So, I asked for. I emailed them, say, "Hey, can I get some credentials, or whatever?" And they said, "Yeah, just show up." So showed up. Handed me a couple of uh, wristbands and I got free access to everywhere. And I asked, "So where shouldn't I go?" And everybody just looked at me like crazy. The photographers go anywhere, right?
0: Yeah, it's (laughs) it's nuts.
1: No kidding. Yeah, where should you go? And they go, well, probably in front of the cars isn't good. Yeah, (laughs) you know. Yeah,
0: and you're lucky though. By you, you've also got South Boston you can hit. You've got Martinsville. Um, What's the one just outside of Richmond that uh, uh, Denny Hamlin grew up racing at?
1: Yeah, not, not, not Richmond International. Yeah, Ray Frank knows where all those are, but yeah. I'm just looking for something around my house. Yeah, well, that's
0: not, you're not yeah. that far from there. No.
1: no, well, it's a couple hours. Yeah. This one was one hour away. Okay, cool. Well, Five I gotta minutes. tell
0: you, you know, I don't know how many clinkers you shot because I'm a photographer too. I've done a lot of that.
1: Sixty-five hundred. So
0: you shot sixty-five hundred, and how many really shots did you love out of sixty-five hundred? Seven. Seven. No, there, was,
1: <laughs> there was a good thousand that were good, but I'm, again, I'm learning and I'm playing with different settings to right. see how they work and, and if you look at the photos, they're seriously shot because right. I mean there were some that I was just like, really? come on, and they look good in the little you find right. your thing in the back of the camera and then I put it on a laptop and it's like, Oh yeah, this is not good. So and I it's ended up so fixing-
0: hard to get in focus. It really is. Even with autofocus.
1: Well, part of the reason too, is that I just didn't have the right lens. I was too, right. you know, it was too close to where I couldn't use my 70 to, to, or my, yeah, the 70 to 200. I mean, I was able to, but it was just too close. And I ended up, I got a new, lens today a 75 to or a 30 28 to 70 millimeter right. and that kind of fits because i have a 70 to you know the or sorry the the 28 to 70 canon right. um you know, lens and then a 70 to 200 and then a uh, um and low f style. they're really good lenses right. and then the 100 to 400 and then i have doublers and triplers and doublers quadruplers right. or, or whatever form if i need to but but i learned that I could focus on one part of the car perfect, but then the rest of the car is unfocused. Then right. I learned about F-stops.
0: Yeah. Depth of field.
1: Yeah. So yeah. I'm going to work on that this week. So I've, I've got credentials to go up to another racetrack, Franklin County Speedway. It's somewhere up in Bedford or uh, Franklin County over by uh, Roanoke, Virginia, yep. not far from there. I'm um, going to go there Saturday and Sunday. They've got a huge field and it's a supposedly the fastest three-eighths mile in the country. Yep. So it's that should be fun. So so a couple. couple Ray said it's best place to uh, watch for fights. Yep.
0: Okay, good, good, good. <laughs> that's
1: what everybody keeps telling me. I
0: thought that was Las Vegas. Oh no, that's I, a whole different conversation.
1: Yeah, well, you never um, know.
0: Um, so a couple tips for people who you know, every team's got someone who's not going over the pit wall. Someone who's not, you know, making hot dogs on the grill for the team and they want to come to the track and and take some pictures. So um, a couple of tips, you know, if you're going to come out, um, having a DSLR type camera or a mirrorless camera that does a couple of, you know, um, frames per second is always helpful. It doesn't have to be the newest whiz bang camera out there, um, but you want one that you can manually change all the settings on. That's a good place to start. Um,
1: No. I want to go against that.
0: Oh.
1: Best place to start is with your cell phone because oh, well, right that now, too. well, let's say we want to go above phone, that. <laughs> yeah. Your cell phone is probably a better camera than most of the DSLRs out there that yeah. from a few years back, so.
0: The problem is you can't really zoom in too much on a cell phone before it starts getting a little funky dunky.
1: I know Apple commercials say you can zoom in forever.
0: I know. I know.
1: I bought an Apple this week, so there yes, Apple, <laughs> Apple.
0: Uh, but when you talked about F stop, when I was in school and took, and I was thinking about being a professional photographer, sports photographer, the saying was F eight and be there.
1: Yeah. So
0: yeah. you start with F eight, that gives you yep. lots of depth of field. You don't have to be perfectly in focus on the whole car. Cause the whole car will end up being in focus. Hopefully if you've done everything else. Right. And, um,
1: yeah. well, the funny story there, I was doing t- you know, the, the aperture priority yep. and I also did shutter priority right, and it. I realized I need to actually go into full manual mode to, yep. to do what I need to do at night. So at Especially least I had the, li- the, the lighting correct. Yeah. So, cool. but yeah, it's learning and I, I like this. It's fun. And anything I can learn to do this, I think will make my champ car pictures turn out much better. Yeah. So,
0: and everyone uh, that yep. races champ car will benefit from that.
1: Yeah. And if you want to go visit my pictures, you yeah. buy some because yeah. I even have my, uh, my champ car ones up there from, recent races smug or uh, racing strong racing strong.smugmug.com cool uh, buy pictures helps <laughs> helps me Buy yeah buy more, yeah, buy more it's, equipment it's, yeah
0: you know what time it is
1: it's a techie tip of time
0: Alright, so Bill, we've spent the whole summer telling people how to stay cool.
1: <laughs> yep. Now we're gonna tell you how to stay warm. Drink lots of beer, like right before the race. Exactly. So you, so you dehydrate yourself.
0: Exactly. No. For the
1: race. Because no. you don't need hydration in the winter. That's not That's true. That's wrong. My grandmother used to tell me that. That's not back, true. Back back in the day.
0: You need to hydrate so that you can make yellow snow. Oh. Exactly. What snow? <laughs> Says the guy from Escondido. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah um, but no, it's now it's it's October. It'll be October twenty first, I think, when, when this finally hits, or twentieth, or whatever. Twenty.
1: Mira Mesa, by the way.
0: Oh, okay, there you go. And uh, and there's still some races left. I'm looking at the schedule. Where you guys are going to uh, uh, Atlanta it's in a, a couple of yeah, weeks. Then Nola Sports. Nola shouldn't be cold.
1: Well, um, it has snowed there.
0: Oh well, that's true. Okay. But I will tell you, Virginia in December, and no, could, could 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 be cold. So yeah,
1: and we've been there racing, and it's really cold. Usually, that's when I wear my race suit because that's really warm. Yeah, but like, yeah, it's 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 one of those things that you know we we don't think about hydrating during the winter, yep. because it's so cold outside. We're sitting there drinking hot chocolate, but it's you still need to drink water. Um, it's actually drier, um, right. in the south when it's cold than it is when it's wet. Yep. So. Uh, you know, you have, you ever been to Utah on the salt flats and you're sweating, but you're not sweating. You're like, I feel like I'm sweating. It's really hot, but you don't see any water cause it's evaporating instantly. So the same thing kind of happens down here. Um, you know, it gets really dry in the cold and, uh, you need to hydrate. And that's really, really important because, and you know, two hours into your stent or an hour and 30 into your stent and you're out of water, right.
0: And it might be 150 in your car in July, but it's probably still well above 100 in your car, even if it's cold outside.
1: Yeah, even in the wintertime, because of the radiator venting out the hood, because that was a cool thing to do. It just went straight into the car. It was still 130 degrees in the car.
0: You know, so don't don't forget to hydrate. Now, if you're a pit crew member, it's kind of a little bit of the opposite problem. You still need to hydrate, but you also need to make sure you bring, you know, heavy clothes layers are really good um so when it gets warmer during the day you can put layers on going into the evening
1: yeah and you know my wife works in charlottesville which is you know an hour away and she looks outside to see what the weather is here right yeah it's different in Charlottesville. yeah it could be yeah could so be. you need to look to see what the weather's going to be like where you're going obviously right and i i know my wife's not listening to this so <laughs> um but you know, it's 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 one of those things that you need to do right. and, and kind of adjust and and know that, you know, on Tuesday when we're checking the weather, come Friday and Saturday, it's gonna be totally not what the weatherman said. Didn't you work in weather at one point?
0: Well, I worked in television, so I I, I well, that's, knew meteorologists. That's like a weatherman. Yeah. Well, yeah. And, and it's funny because you, you had a, a, one of your meteorologists there, um, who is a dear friend of mine, is an absolute nutty gearhead and that's Norm Sprouse. I don't know if you remember yes. Norm. Yeah, I know Norm. Um, <laughs> yeah. we'll, well, I don't
1: know him. I have met him twice. That's Once at funny. the movie theater and one at the university.
0: After I um uh I, we went down to, to do my first Rolex 24. Uh-huh. And I'm doing my thing and out of nowhere <laughs> Norm Sprouse pops up. I'm like, "Where would you come from?" I yeah. had no idea he was a car guy until yeah. we showed up separately at the Rolex 24, and there's Norm Sprouse. Um, but, Nor- but being a meteorologist is like being a baseball player. If you're right 33% of the time, you're going to the Hall of Fame. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you don't have to be right that often. And, and even when you're not right, you just need to be close to right. Um, that would be the perfect job for me. I just got to be close to right.
1: And Norm actually retired in 2018. Yeah, he did. Yeah.
0: He did. Oh, yeah. So still keeps in touch. Still always give me the likes on all the racing stuff on the Facebook.
1: Very cool. So,
0: yeah, yeah. So, yeah, pay attention to the forecast. Uh, know that it might be wrong and uh, bring just, extra clothes.
1: Yeah, just, you know, it, just bring clothes. Bring, you know, we went to a race one time where we were freezing our butts off and everybody down at the other race was, because we we're doing two races that week and we're taking pictures of them all sitting by the pool in their shorts. Yeah. I was mad.
0: You have but, a place in your area, speaking of meteorologists, called Wingina.
1: Yeah, that's uh, my funny thing about Wingina. My, um, my sister-in-law's mom was a postmistress there.
0: Oh, well, there you go. Post-master- I had a meteorologist <laughs> I worked with in Charlottesville, who I will not name, who's, yeah. who refused to say the word Wingina because he was afraid that he was going to say something else. He said yeah. that if there was an F4 tornado bearing down on Wingina, he would never say it. It would oh, have to be an right. F5. He goes, that <laughs> will be the one time I will attempt to say Wingina. And uh, it was very funny.
1: <laughs> you have to put this in the show notes because uh when is a you know it, anybody in Nor- nelson county knows when gina oh, yeah. and yeah and it's kind of a there's a famous couple of famous stories from there from the hurricanes back in the 60s and yeah
0: yeah
1: it's a it's a great little place go there a lot when uh my since my sister-in-law is from there and we all live kind of around each other so i love these shows
0: Wengina. when we don't have to talk about no
1: racing no because we have
0: more
1: (laughs) more well speaking (laughs) of racing so the big talk now is a national championship at road atlanta yeah in uh february february 4th yeah and uh folks are asking about different rules and such and uh what we're doing and normally you go by last year's rules for the championship um but there was an interesting question it's like because the only real rule that changed this year was how many people over the wall when you're changing a tire Mm. and Next year, that changes one person, one gun, one tire. So I think four lug nuts. I think you're shit out of luck if you have six lug nuts, but hey, I don't I'm just kidding about the lug nuts. Look up in the rule book, please.
0: So you're only allowed uh, to have one tire changer?
1: Yep, one tire changer, one at a time. And that's two, we're, we're, they the board thought that would be a good idea to dissuade you from changing tires every pit stop because we do have some teams that had unlimited funds unlike you know some others and they would just change tires all the time just to make the car faster or keep it fast so they got rid of that they got rid of the guns (laughs) you got to use electric which i still don't think is the right thing to do because even imsa doesn't allow electric but hey i don't make the rules others do um but yeah, that's it. And uh, the question is: Is that what we're going to do, or can we go with you know twenty guys over the wall to change four tires? Sure. I and don't know.
0: Has that been finalized yeah.
1: yet? No, I, do, I have the rule book because I was like, well, what does the rule book say? Because that's what you should always do, right? And the rule book doesn't question it. It only says that you one point five point three says bring the same car you race to qualify for the championship it says nothing about the rules right so i find that interesting so, unless it's somewhere else in the rules but i don't think so so
0: there's these rule really cool things and you talk about them on occasion actually probably pretty much every every show and they're called supplemental regulations so this could be a situation that could be handled in the supplemental regulations yeah
1: cuz they they overrule the rule book
0: right so that's oh, okay. that's where you can change a rule for a particular race. Yeah. So maybe yeah. we'll have to see if that's... Well, we
1: don't really change it. We adapt it right. to track right. track Right, so exactly. the track requires, you know, Yeah. It's like, like home standard. it's like home
0: home, you know, the the, the, the rules at a particular ballpark. Right. You know, it's a little bit different by track to track, and that's what the subs are for. So this could be used you could use the subs for this.
1: Yeah, Philly's beating the Padres two to nothing. I'm not liking this day.
0: Yeah, well, there you yeah. go.
1: But, uh, but, yeah, that's uh, that's some of the questions being answered. And if you have any questions about that race, go to uh, forum.champcar.org. Look into the race for uh, Road Atlanta National Championship. And it'll be fun, I think. Right. Um, Everybody should be at that race. And uh, so far, I've got, seen a lot of interest from the the big guns. Of course. So Yeah. All
0: right. That's going to do it, Bill. Well, not really going to do it. That's just going to do it for this segment.
1: Now, now we go and talk to... El Rodney. Yes,
0: Rodney Irwood. He's next. Great conversation with him. You know, getting
1: him to talk was really difficult. What's that? Getting him to talk was. Oh, I know it was so
0: tough. Stay tuned to find out how many cars he's owned over the years. I say six. Okay, I was thinking ten. Find out what the real number is next on Inside Champ Car.
2: Every race weekend, you don't know what's going to happen, but with champcar.live, all the action comes right into your living room. The Champ Car Endurance Series is North America's home to real competitive endurance road racing, and champcar.live brings you live, full race coverage with in-car, trackside cameras, interviews, and expert commentary. And ChampCar.live brings you live full race coverage with in-car and track side cameras, interviews, and expert commentary. Check out champcar.live on the web, subscribe, and ring the bell so as not to miss a single minute of the action. It's fun, free, informative, and it's just a click away. Champcar.live. Come check us out. We bring you a front row seat, but you'll only need the edge.
0: And we are back. This is Inside Champcar. I'm Brian Polanski. My fearless leader, Bill Strong. Well, at least leader. Hi, Bill. I'm waving. Yeah, it doesn't work on a podcast, Bill. <laughs> nice try, though. I
1: that's, try.
0: That's what I, that's what I have to deal with, people, on a regular basis. Our guest, Rodney Earwood, is here with us today. Kind of a champ car legend, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah off yeah. and racing. Um, and yeah. You know, was race with John Allen special and had the ZMW, which was like a Z car powered by uh, some straight six from Germany or something. It Whoa, was just a mismatched car that, you know, who, who knew that you could put a German engine into a Japanese car? I mean, pff, next thing you know, they're going to put, be putting Japanese engines in German cars. Sounds like a thing. I don't know.
3: <laughs> it worked very well.
0: There you go. Yeah. So which engine did you put in which car? I should, we're getting <laughs> um, ahead of ourselves, but let's go there.
3: Uh, the uh, the car was the uh, 78 Datsun 280Z that okay. I built from scratch. And it was a right-hand drive conversion uh, with a BMW M52 B28 engine Oh, slot. that's cool. Um, it's actually going to make its debut again next season. We're going to bring it back.
0: It's re-debut? Is it's
1: that re-debut. The nice. Was that the one that got dented at Daytona?
3: And got hit head on. Yes.
1: It's yeah. been reclipped. Okay,
0: cool. Cool.
1: Well, let's start from the beginning. Yes.
0: Yes. We got right. a, I got ahead of myself.
1: You were four <laughs> years old, brought up in somewhere, Georgia, and you, you started, you were given a, a NASCAR car, right? Isn't that the way it happens <laughs> in Georgia? <laughs> <laughs> Something like that.
0: <laughs> so how, how, uh, yeah. how did you get mixed up with this crazy thing we call racing?
3: Um I started race. my father raced his whole life. Um, family, we had family teams and I started off in the go-kart world. Um, dabbled in motorcycles a little while till I uh, about lost a leg and that's when mom says time put me in a roll cage. So I went to uh, asphalt racing after that for you know a handful of years before I got road racing bug.
1: So you so were doing so you were doing carts. Do you were doing the dirt carts, the circle track? Dirt
3: carts. Yes, sir, doing dirt carts. I did dirt carts for many years. Um but then, you yeah, know, go-karts change into cars because cars have roll cages and go-karts left scars.
1: Right? Mm. <laughs> well, that's as the other guy rolls over you, right? Yes,
3: yeah, so or you roll over and smack the wall with your head and oh, you learn to get a concussion and it's time to get in a car.
0: Yeah. Yeah, there are some you know, bonuses to having four wheels and a cage.
3: <laughs> there are. But the go-karts are addicting. I'm actually back in go-karts now. We're racing a full-time at Atlanta Motorsports Park in go-karts. And we also do a little traveling, Florida, Alabama, stuff like that. So it's it's fun. Asphalt carts are a whole lot more fun than dirt carts were.
0: Are they yeah. safer? Yeah.
3: Um, it's kind of like racing a saucer. So, you know, see how hard it is to flip a plate over? It's about the same thing. It's just when you hit the walls, what hurts?
0: Sure. Sure. Yeah. I, I, I would tend to try to avoid that in a cart or a car or a motorcycle if at all possible. Absolutely. Possible. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Walls are hard. Yes, sir. He's got that Atlanta sensibility. He's called both of us sir.
1: I know. I don't. He does that a lot, and I hate that. I, you know, there's guys that do that to me a racist too. It's like sir. It's like how old am I?
0: Well, I get it for you, Bill, because yeah. you're old. But yeah, but I when I get called sir, I start looking around to see where my dad is. You know, it's like I love it. Yeah,
3: it's a, it's a southern raising. You know, you gotta have it manners is. and respect.
0: It yeah. is. You know, grits and sirs. Oh, absolutely. No, nothing wrong with either one of them. Nothing wrong with either no, one sir. of them so at what point did you guys head over and and try your hand doing the endurance racing thing um in
3: 2009 um i was a big datsun guy i I actually had a datsun junkyard and more datsuns and we knew what to do with we decided to throw one together to go try our hand at the lemons racing thing and uh, when i watched them crush a car i decided that wasn't my thing Mm
1: -hmm. was that at, at a cmp uh yes it was. Oh my yeah. God, there's like so many of us. That was our first race. Huggins, that was their first race. Our race, the uh, bunch of guys down in Florida, they all started their first race there. And, yep, you know,
3: I, that's where I met Bill Riley. Bill Riley, Bill Riley, yep. Bill Riley was racing at that race.
1: Yeah, see, I didn't yeah. know that, but I it was a crazy weekend. It was yeah. just it blew that us. was an
3: amazing fun. weekend? Yeah, you know but that's when. Oh, go ahead. Oh, that's when I decided I was like, you know, it's just not for me. When the car got crushed, I'm like, I don't want to crush my car. I just built it. Right. And that's when we started looking towards the champ, the champ car side then. Yeah. Right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And- a year later, I think it was in December or maybe it was in the fall, they announced this new series. I heard of no, I did hear about it at at Nelson Ledges that there was going to be this new series where they weren't it was going to be racing, but for champ car or chump, you know, for uh lemon's cars. Just real yes. racing, none of the you know the kissing pigs and doing all that crazy stuff,
3: <laughs> right? <laughs> dancing on the roof of the car, yeah,
1: yeah, dancing, yeah. Kind of everything we had to do, we had to, we had to find a pig at Nelson Ledges and go and kiss. it. <laughs> oh, jeez. Luckily, <laughs> somebody had a pig there, which I guess they knew. But um,
2: that's cool because
1: stuff. my teammate passed under yellow.
0: Oh well, then don't yeah. pass under the yellow. You have to, kiss Dude, It was like
1: five thousand cars on track. You couldn't see the yellows if your life depended on it.
0: <laughs> you said you had. <laughs> A Datsun 280Z, not completely unrelated to anything. Uh, on my commute to work every morning, before I get on the interstate out here in L.A., um, I stop at an establishment often to pick up something for breakfast. Uh, and, and there's always a, just a gorgeous 280Z either coming in or coming out of the same drive-thru. And I've never gotten to the point where I could stop and ask the guy. I mean, this thing is, is either fully restored or was in a garage for 100 years. It's gorgeous. It's also
1: Southern California. I know, like you never get rusted nuts and bolts. I get
0: it, I get it. But even with no no rust, it's still a what's that? A thirty five year old car, probably now.
1: Yeah, Southern
3: California is the the epitome of Dodsons. There's more Dodsons in Southern California and Middle California than there is anywhere else in the world right now. I believe. I have lots of Dodson friends all over the state of California and up to Oregon.
1: It's how I started out, actually. Well, Well, other than the the Vega. My uh, first new vehicle was a Datsun pickup, the, okay. the 720. Okay. And uh, um, it was the first, like, 83 and a half. So it was, a, it was labeled as a Datsun, but on the back of it, it said Nissan. Right. You know, tailgate.
0: And then we couldn't figure out if it was Nissan or Nissan. Or,
1: uh, yeah, Nissan or whatever. But yeah. yeah, Nissan. That's the way you pronounced it. And it, I dropped it on the ground. Lowered it, big fat tires on it, big Weber carburetor on it, and got like four miles a gallon. And right, had it. <laughs> yep,
2: yeah.
0: I mean, as as a guy and as an SCCA guy, I was a big fan of of Paul Newman and um, you know all of those Bob Sharp racing cars. And there's actually a guy down in Atlanta, good friend of mine, dear friend of mine, who drives uh, a two two forty Z that he painted in that livery. It's uh, it is. He races it in vintage racing now, um. But good stuff, good stuff.
1: Yeah, we have a lot of folks in uh in Champ Car that actually are big Dotson fans. Um, Troy Ermish with his yep. uh his five ten, just a big five ten guy. He races with us. Also drove for uncommon friends with their two sixty Z or was it two eighty. I know they I, had a two forty. I think yours was a two sixty, but
3: two forty yeah. through two we're all the same. same. Just right. the yeah.
1: weight. Beautiful car. And it's yes. over uh, and, and has done well in the series. And then, um, but yeah, so you guys p- raced that to the, the, uh, the Z car and you put the, the big BMW engine in it. And you went out and nosed into something at Daytona one year. Didn't you spin out or something? <laughs> you or
3: Four laps to go. And I got turned yeah. by EC class car in turn one. And the flag guy was putting his flags in his bag, not even oh. looking, and didn't flag the field. And I got hit head on the last car in the pack hit me head on.
1: Mm. I remember us up in the tower. Doc was sitting beside me and we watched it. We watched you get spun because we, for some reason we were watching you come down the front straight away. It was a beautiful car. And you, um, you made the turn and then doc said something about his headlights are the wrong way. And then bam. And then we had the focus on you and I, did we have a camera in your car? I can't remember.
3: Um, no, There was a camera in my car.
1: Yeah. And, um, yeah, that was that was really sad. And then, of course, we had to four laps later. The race is over, but they just left you out there, didn't they?
3: They, they did. They they left me out there till the race was over, and then towed me in. Yeah,
1: yeah that's really was... sad when that happens. Because I've been left on track too. Yeah, because, <laughs> at
3: yeah. Point. That's because <laughs> they just fine. don't you like, got to like you, Bill. Be sad by yourself. Yes.
1: Yeah, so, yeah. You just <laughs> sit there, and everybody's going by, waving at you, like, "Hey, hey, come <laughs> get me." so um then you uh then you decided to grow up and you bought yourself a real bmw yes sir yeah um so
3: go-kart buddies of mine we were all sitting around last summer and they were talking about buying an scca car or a, a car to run nasa with and i told them us you know you should come run champ car with us one big family it's like our go-kart family you Should come run with us so i brought them to a race they watched the uh, they actually watched me race the uh charlotte race the, the boat regatta short race mm-hmm. and so after they watched that, they kind of got hooked. So I went out, I sourced out of a car and brought it home, and, and we built this car. We built it in three months last fall.
1: Wow. Cool. Yep. I That's mean, exactly. we hear of guys spending years building theirs. They still have chump car logos on them when they get to tech because they've been working on it for so long. <laughs> you yours in three months. It's pretty awesome.
3: This is my 14th full race car build. So, yeah. okay. Got a little it bit
1: easier, though. though. It never gets easier, though, does it?
3: No, because then you start adding more ideas and and, and, more tricks and things like that. You start spending more money on it. So it it seems to take longer and be a little more complicated, but it's still fun.
1: So the 14th car you've done, what is the most important thing that you focus on building a car?
3: Um, Most important thing, I guess, just attention to detail. You know, all the details, you know, make sure every nut and bolt is perfect. Make sure every part is new. Make sure every piece is reinforced. And it's just things like that. It's all about longevity. If you can't finish a race, you can't win the race.
1: So Champ Car is no longer about just throwing some 200 treadwear tires on the car and painting it with a house roller and going racing?
3: You can do that, but then... if you don't start out fresh, you don't know what's going to break and when it's going to break. So as long as right. done, I start this car brand new, down to a bare shell, kind of followed Chris Huggins' build when he built the Orange car. I, everything started fresh. Every piece started brand new, off the shelf. We started a maintenance log, and at every certain hour, we replace certain parts on the car yep. so we can kind of maintain and keep up with everything. We know it's going to break before it breaks.
1: Yep, Th-
0: that's why I tell people that the, you never know, talk about amateur racing or whatever the case may be. Um, it, it's, it has nothing to do with the way that you, you win prize money, whether you're a professional, you know, it's how you approach whatever it is you choose to do, whether it be carts, whether it be champ car, whether it be anything else, you know, if, when you build a car like that and you keep your logs and you know exactly when a, a, a part has, has exceeded its lifespan, yeah, yeah. that's professional, you know, and those are the cars that usually end up at the pointy end of the stick.
1: And he is. He's usually up there. What's yeah. a, you finished first in class or second overall? I forget what it was.
3: This car hasn't This car has been on a podium yet. our closest to podium was CMP this summer. We were running third. Yes, that's seven right. laps to go, and the throttle kill broke.
1: Yeah. Who do you blame for that?
3: Um, <laughs> BMW and their designs. There we go.
1: Do nice. you see a lot of BMWs with broken throttles or sticky throttles or just weird throttle stuff? What is? How come the Japanese can make a throttle but the Germans can't?
3: Right, exactly. So that's <laughs> our E30 running joke. Every E30 breaks throttle cable. Every E30. But
1: is, is it just yeah, the engine just, moves so much and it weakens it, or is it just uh, you know what what causes it?
3: I couldn't tell you. On mine, it actually pulled out of the gas pedal.
1: Oh Okay, so that's the total opposite end. That total I was-
3: opposite end. It pulled yeah. out of the gas pedal.
0: Yeah. Wow. That's impressive. Yeah, that was a heartbreaker. That's impressive. What um, w- what is it about the East 30s and the BMWs? I mean, they're everywhere. The only thing that I think there's more out there on Miatas. Um, what's the what's the romance with that with that body type and that motor combination for for you?
3: I've been more. Uh- <laughs> So I drove the E30s with the John Allen guys, and I wasn't the world's largest fan of the E30s. You know, everybody loves them. I just didn't love them as much. I've been a Datsun guy. I've been a Track guy. And I drove with the North, by Northwest guys, uh, Tim and Steve. And I drove their E36, and I absolutely fell in love at Barber and the pouring rain in that car and how it drove. I literally came home that night and found my blue car. <clears throat> Um, the, the E36 platform is just so easy to drive. It's so forgivable. Um, it's Just the handling characteristics of it. So easy to make the car handle. It's just, you know, it's the competition and the point value of it's just very strict. So right. it makes it a tough chassis to, to compete with. You
0: mentioned so, that you, this is your 14th car, right? Yes, sir. So, so I find that the first car I was involved with putting together, the first 75% of the car took forever to get done and then you just want to jam out the last 25 percent to get on the racetrack now when i'm involved with a car build of some sort the first 75 percent, because i know a lot more is like bam you get that done fast and then you start focusing on that final 25 percent, and that's the part that takes forever
3: exactly the fish and
0: touches it's crazy yeah so what's next for you guys what, what have you been up to what's next um right now we we
3: came back from vr um, we had a had a rough time at VIR. just again on maintenance on the car went to the car uh houred out pieces went ahead and put a new clutch in the car the car had 105 hours on it of race time since we built it in less than a year so we went ahead and put a new clutch and throw out bearing in the car um at at 3 in the morning we we're running fourth overall and the throw-out bearing exploded brand new out of the box so, but in that race, I learned that the car just needs to be a little lighter. The car needs a little more power. It needs little tricks here and there. So, I brought it home and tore it apart. So, we've been trying to put it back together for the amp race in two weeks. You're going to be there? Yes, sir. Oh, the amp race. That's uh, our <laughs> schedule throughout the year. We got the amp race. And then, was it three weeks later? We have NOLA and then we have Sebring. That'll finish out our race year.
0: So, you swapped out the clutch after 105 hours. What makes how do you determine obviously if a part breaks okay that's your new time you got to cut it out before that but yes y- y- what made you decide at 105 hours that was the time on that
3: um it'd been five races total okay and
0: we didn't really know
3: the clutch that well and you really can't access it without taking the transmission out sure so i figured if i'm gonna pull it out and check it i might as well just replace it i'm already right. in there and so that was that was kind of the, the thought process behind it
1: right did you replace it when it was high dollar you know, ACT clutches like I did?
3: Nope, with another eBay special. Oh, yeah.
1: So and after, yeah. 100,
3: after 105 hours, when we pulled it out, we miked it. It only lost a little less than a millimeter of wear in 105 hours. It was impressive.
1: Yeah, we had four years on ours of, what, I think 40-some-odd races on the same clutch.
3: Yeah. And, and it and was still good. I, was
1: I just replaced it, and... Because, you know, you had it out. Because it, was, it wasn't like we were pulling transmissions out every races. Yeah.
3: <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, my, uh, my teammates there, both of my teammates, never been in a race car before. So oh. I've been coaching them every race. So we've been in the top five to top seven in every race this year, unless something stupid has happened. But I wanted to make sure the clutch was good because I didn't really know their driving characteristics and, sure. and how they drive with the car. So,
1: so do you find that maybe... Be, you know, I've said this over and over again about how we have a whole generation of, of folks that just don't drive stick shifts every single day anymore because you can't find them. And and you know, a lot of workplaces don't want you having that 1968 whatever sitting out front of their building and they want you to drive something new and you know, or is that just my wife? That's just your wife. <laughs> your wife. Um yeah, so it's it's um you know, do you find that it's 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 harder to find drivers that can Reliably drive a car and preserve that clutch, or is it? kind of hard to do. I mean, you can teach them, but
3: right. Okay. I mean, I've had a problem with that. Most of my renters that I've brought in are all been, you know, guys from a series that I've known and known for years. Um, Except like just getting my two teammates used to it. You know, I put them through track days here and there, Roblin Road and places like that to, to get them used to the car and adjusted to it. We've got some country roads we can drive down around here. Throw the tag on the back of the car, so it's made it pretty easy. I've built a car with a lot of forgivability in it. It's, it's real easy to drive. And so it's made it easier for them to get adjusted to it and, and get used to the series.
0: Well, cool. and, and considering Champ Car is based on production cars and, you know, if you do it right, you should be able to get a clutch. It's pretty hardy to go in there um, because, you know, the manufacturers have to plan on people, you know, having their 16 year old kid learn how to drive a clutch with their cars. So, yeah, exactly.
1: If, if well, you, I don't if, know. My dad yelled at me constantly for the way I drove this his stick shift '68 Charger. So, that, <laughs> you, know, you know, you just popping the clutch too quick and taking off from stoplights too quick.
0: Yeah, that's you know. just the way you drove, though.
1: Yeah, 318 <laughs> cubic inches of
0: power. Right, and, <laughs> and a three up.
1: speed on the on the on three the three on the tree, yeah, three on the tree. Yeah, you know, nothing's better to drag race with. Let me tell you.
0: Yeah, and you know about a billion pounds of torque.
1: Yeah. So, what kind of car did you grow up driving there, Rodney? Um, <laughs>
3: that's that's kind of funny. Um, i uh, we can't really keep count. But I've had close to 200 cars now. So wow. I drove just about anything and everything. I just you know some people go through phases, and I would do phases. I went through muscle car phase in high school. Then I went through Volkswagen phase, and that's when I finally settled in my Dodson phase, oh, like phase. Like Volkswagen Beatles? like Beetles. Yep. And at college, one time, college, I had chicks love Beetles. Oh, they love Beetles. I had 12 Volkswagen's at one time. So I kind of get everything. You collect things. You buy yeah, one God. car, then like four more show up. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. I keep going through the phases, but Dawson phase.
0: Oh, I, I know. Will.
3: Yeah, you I have a lot away. of those
1: outside. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so mine's a different type. Uh, we won't talk about it. The so, car that yeah. should been being unnamed.
0: So what what car did you do your driver's test in? <laughs> driver's test? Wow. The um, driver's it. test my sister's 1990
3: Honda Accord.
0: Nice. So I, yep. I, I did a driver's test in a, in a, uh, a uh, Corvette V8-powered IROC Camaro. Nice. And I wore a T-shirt to my driver's test that said, if you don't like the way I drive, stay off the sidewalk. <laughs> and, and I'm sure the instructor found the route with the hidden stop sign because I failed. Yeah. And, yeah, I'll do that. And then my dad, because of the T-shirt, and then my dad forced me to do the, the second test in a um, in a Chevy pickup with a 454 and Dooley's, try parallel parking that son of a gun. Uh, but that was Dad saying you you screwed up the first time. We're gonna make you do it the hard way now. My
1: dad
3: did the same Charger.
0: thing to me. Yeah,
1: 68 Charger, three on the tree. My ne- my my nephew still has a car. So. Yep.
3: I yeah. was in a 68 Chevrolet C31 ton, four, oh. uh, 327 three speed, one ton truck with 20 inch wheels on it. And oh. That's what I had to learn how to parallel park
0: in. Ah. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. And the backup camera helped you with that, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah.
1: yeah the smoke was a backup camera. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so you lift down the tailgate, and that helped you out a ton, too, right? You just let it. Oh, get. no. It
3: had a steel work bin on the back. No tailgate. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, too that's good.
1: funny. Too, yeah. I good. put a farm up. truck. Threaten my son to take the you know take his driver's test in our big ram but no that's not what was going to happen <laughs> anyway
0: so what's your thoughts on amp um you think uh, you think you guys have the car to be able to to get to the finish and, be, and get on a the podium there finally
3: we're trying we've uh, we already ran one race um, the Amp has some races during the series you can run during the season, just run there. It's not actual series. It's just with Amp. Right. So we've got the guys there. we got some, some good finishes there. Um, amp's going to be a tough competition. Looking through the list, the who's who of Champ Car going to be at Amp. Everybody's trying to get those points and those finishes for the championship for next year. So it's, it's a full field.
1: I mean, Doug Ernie's All-American racing. I mean, they're going to be there with their <laughs> Mazda. There's going to be the
3: who, like I said, the who's who. I was looking at the list earlier. And oh, I flat out. Who's yeah. coming?
1: Yeah, flat out. Freddie Mercury's even coming out for that one. GWR. Yes. We haven't seen GWR in a while. They used to yes. be monsters in this series, and then, of course, you know, work and everything. He he designed the new electric Ford or something. He did something. Yeah,
3: and built a new shop. He's been busy. Yeah,
1: he's been busy. Kids, <laughs> marriage.
3: Yep. Honored. Yeah, I saw Burningham. Burningham's coming. So yeah, like, they're
1: pff,
0: Burningham. What
3: was that noise? I'll (laughs)
1: probably win it. (laughs) Yeah, exactly.
0: (laughs) So we don't we don't get to do this very often because normally the people we interview, Bill, are after they've won a race, and we don't get to kind of preview a race very often.
1: Well, so the other yeah, the other thing is so at Amp, what's your favorite corner at Amp? Because I've raced there too. I I know my
3: corner. (laughs) Honestly, can I say none? I I do not love the track at all. Really. Yeah. I live fifteen minutes from it and I would rather drive two hours race another race and drive there. I just it's, it's such a busy track and there's there's no straightaway to it. Second you come off the last turn, you don't have time to even breathe before you're back in turn one. So I've just I've never been a fan of the track.
1: Yeah, so- I just remember in the Camaro, just thinking, you know, it's the Camaro's really fast and I'm coming around this big band and I'm not even thinking about resting. Cause you're thinking about where the hell am I going to break? So I don't exactly. end up in a big sand pit at the end of the Right. Eight.
3: Yeah. You call the quarter. and You're like, okay, I didn't hit the sand on the left-hand side. There's a flag stand. There's turn one turn.
1: I just know that yeah, I kept yeah. impressing Ray Frank who was standing there at turn one with my, with my like e-brake turns that went around though basically it wasn't an e-brake turn i was trying to heel toe and that car's impossible to heel and toe with so it was just like heel toe 9000 rpm and it would just spin it and it would perfect 9000 <laughs> yeah. i don't know it could have been who knows who knows yeah. <laughs> who knows all accident so you're uh, so you don't like any corners there what's the scariest part of that track <sighs>
3: the scariest part uh, if you mess up in turn 1 the, the walls right there you don't right. have a whole lot of runoff in one. Um, there's new water tower. I don't you've noticed yet. New water tower in turn three. So now it creates a good blind spot. So if you have oh. spotters on the stand, you aren't going to see much up there. Um, other than that, it's not really scary. It's just it's a complicated track. It's a technical track. You've got to you know really make your breaking points. Uh, but, I mean, it could be a fun track. It's a great track for a Miata. I've raced Miatas there, and they're fun. But you race a more high-powered car there, it's just it's not
0: as fun. Right. Which are the two most important corners to get right to get a good lap there?
3: <laughs> probably turn six in the right hander on the infield, mm-hmm. and then then your last turn when i come up your last turn on the front straightaway. You know, if you, if you can come on the front straightaway with, with, you know without lifting to get you carry the speed on the front straightaway, that's probably the most too important to me.
1: I remember Randy Pope's telling me after driving. Um, I forget their name, the the MR2, but driving their MR2 there, uh, <laughs> Rand- Randy gets out and says, I can get you 10 seconds a lap just by the way you're taking the carousel or whatever that turn is there. And I'm thinking, how, how am I so bad that I'm <laughs> taking that corner? That-? I think he, he was exaggerating a little bit, but, you know, it was like 10 seconds a lap. Just really made me feel bad, like I'm that bad. They said everywhere else I was good.
3: (laughs) That was that was a fun race when Randy drove uh, Troy's car in the rain, the championship race. Yeah, I started last and he started first, and he lapped me on like the fifth lap, and then me and him drove nose to tail the entire two hours. Yeah, yeah, that was a fun race.
1: The following year, yeah, he was in second, and the car got taken out there on the front straightaway by that uh, that Porsche Boxster, bent the car in half.
3: Yes, it did. Bust the windshield out of
1: it. They pulled pulled the window out, Put somebody went back to Mooresville, got another uh, window for it. uh, That was me. I went
3: and got a windshield out of my shop for him. There you go.
1: And then um, they put it all back together, pulled it apart with with a couple pickup trucks or whatever, and went out and led the whole race the next day. Yep. I think it, the muffler blew a huge hole, and they have huge sound restrictions at that track. So they like black flagged him. Troy just gets out of the car and says, "I'm done. I have proved my point." I still to this day don't know what that point is, but <laughs> yeah. But he said I proved my point. It's like okay, whatever. But yeah, that's a it's a fun track. It's a fun facility. Great people there, and uh, of course, anytime we go to Atlanta, it's always fun. The hotels are great because we're always worried about getting shot. Um, <laughs> the one we stay in. Gotta pick better Dude, hotel. it's in the middle of nowhere. It's like pick better hotels. In there. <laughs> yeah. Yep.
3: Well, you're, you're, in, not, you're in Dawsonville.
1: It's Dawsonville, so you know. <laughs> no, there's actually a lot. There's now there's a lot nicer hotels, but when we first yes. started going there, there was. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah.
3: Dawsonville's growing up. There's there's anything, everything you want to do and eat in
0: Dawsonville now.
1: Yeah, yeah. They've got that new big section that's pretty nice.
0: I oh, so, Bill, uh, I've, I've got the Dawsonville Chamber of Commerce on the phone. They're they're unhappy <laughs> with you at the moment. <laughs>
1: My name's Dana Morrison. Or not, not,
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so this is your chance, Rodney, to thank the people who are on the side of the car. Tell us, tell us who you got to thank.
3: Um, mostly, thank my uh, my teammates, Lon Washburn and, and Kurt Sawyer, and uh, everything they've done to put this new car together with me. Um, you know, um, friends like Andrew Sides and Justin Rich, Austin, all my buddies that have, you know, helped me along the way. Um, Wayne Lenz, Lynn Automotive. It's Kind of helped me play everything together and just, you know, the Champ Car family, you know, it's, the thing greatest thing about a Champ Car is the Champ Car family. It's one big family. That's why I'm here. That's why
0: I'll always be here. I need a tissue. <laughs> that was beautiful. <laughs> Good stuff. Anything before we head out, Bill?
1: No. Well, it'll be great to see you next week. And, uh, you know, hopefully you guys do well, because I think you deserve that. You've tried really hard. And, you know, you've just, I think you'll do well. That's right. I appreciate that.
0: We go, everything goes well. well you guys will get to the checkered flag and maybe we'll get a different teammate on to talk about how much fun you guys had yes sir there we go alright that's Rodney Earwood joining us here on Inside Champ Car when we come back we will give some more details on amp, the amped up duels presented by Alarm.com that's next on Inside Champ Car
2: stay with us Inside Champ Car is a podcast that takes a deep dive into all things going on with the Champ Car Endurance Series. Hosted by veteran journalist, radio host, and racer Brian Belansky, and Champ Car's very own Bill Strong. We talk to drivers, team bosses, tech gurus, and series supporters. Episodes air every week in time for you to listen on your way to the track. Inside Champ Car is on the Racing Wire podcast network found on Apple, Spotify, Google, and most popular podcasting apps. Quiet, dead air. No. <laughs>
1: Stop. Stop. <laughs>
0: Bills picking on me. Mom, were, Bills picking on me.
1: There's a dead air bit from a guy that does radio. Come on, man. <laughs> I had time to take like four breaths. There you okay. go. Cuz you know, getting
0: old. Exactly. Exactly. So, so uh, Rodney, great guy, man.
1: Good. Oh yeah, Rodney's a He's a good, he's quiet. He's very studious. He's very um
0: he, he must live out in the country, because if you could have 200 cars <laughs> and, and lots at yeah. a time, he's got to have a place to put them. I, 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 I would never have I don't had,
1: think he had them all at once. Well, no, I understand that. Yeah, but he, yeah. he's
0: got to have a, many of them at once, though, for a young guy to have that many cars already. So well, he's a
1: little older than he would think. OK. I don't think he's 40 yet, but uh, okay. he's, he's, he's. So he's a young guy. Yeah, he's still. Yeah. <laughs> compared yeah. to me. Well, he's not and, 20 years old. And
0: compared to years you, years. I mean, he's <laughs> just a pup.
1: Yeah, true. Very true.
0: Amped up. Uh,
1: Amped uh, up. Eight in a seven hour at Atlanta Motorsports Park. Uh one hell of a track. Friday, we're gonna have the test day going on with uh there we go. With uh Discovery Parts. Okay. Uh gates open at seven AM Friday morning. Get in there early for the uh uh, for registration, if you haven't already, um, gates open at 7, test registration 7.30 to 9 o'clock. The first driver's meeting is at 8.15 and that's mandatory and the track goes hot at 9. Now, Champ Car Tech and Registration o- opens at noon. Now, sometimes uh, if we have all our folks in place and we're ready to go, they might start a little early, so be prepared and remember that you're there to race with Champ Car, so don't forget that if you haven't gone through tech, please go through tech early. We don't, you know, some of our people get kind of hangry towards the end of the day, because um, you know we haven't ate you know eaten properly and and uh, or is that Aiton? We're going to Georgia, so is it Aiton properly? No, eaten I think properly? it's eaten. Eaten?
0: It's Earl. Yeah.
1: Earl? We yeah. Put, Earl. We put that Earl. in the motor. Earl. Yeah. So you know you don't you don't want to get the you know the tech guy when he's hangry, no. looking at the car. So get there early, get it done, and uh, go through tech, and then go have some fun. Cool. So. And Saturday we have the eight hour enduro starts at eight 30 green flag ends at four 30 and same thing with Sunday, seven hour race. And that starts at uh, eight thirty and ends at three nice. It'd be a fun race. We have 60 million cars. That's a different window here. Where is it? 60 million, which is like 67 cars entered and that's growing by like a car a day. Um, I don't know where Dana set this limit, but uh, that's a lot of cars for this little track. So we got 901 Motorsports. bringing a couple of cars. Atlanta Speedworks has three cars. Atlanta, you know, we got uh, Battle Scars bringing a couple of cars as well. Bliss Racing is going to be there with that Mazda Miata. <laughs> need to bring that Camaro back. Blue Shell is going to be there with their Ferd. Burningham uh, is going to be there with their Lexus SC300, which is a really big car. So I don't know how it's going to do around that track. It might win. Uh, Chandler School is going to be there with their Lotus Elise and their Ford Mustang, uh, their EC cars. CU Boulder is going to be back there. Uh, I was talking to them on um, uh, on on the phone recently, and um, they hit what, the guy that we had on the phone, or uh, we spoke to a bit earlier. He actually drove Calabogie, and he said, "Now I understand why you like it." So we were talking about that, and we're going to talk about it more when uh, we meet up there at uh, at AMP. Uh, Doug Ernie's All-American Racing, bringing their Mazda Miata. I don't get that one, but it's funny. Yeah. Dingus and Flat Out Nemesis, who uh, potentially could be the car to beat there. Um, That is a very fast, lightweight car. I think it weighs like 1,200 pounds. Yeah. Or 2,000. I don't know. (laughs) Oh, Freddie Mercury. There's your car, buddy. Freddie Mercury in the Mercury Capri is going to be there.
0: My favorite team name in all all of Champ Car
1: hong north and their mazda mx3 long time uh, uh champ car racers um hound dogs uh Macaulay electric is going to be there. momo champ back there in a the moostang and that's uh randy pope's car um that's i believe it's an ec car though it may be in class motorsport right. 686 is there again nls bringing a couple of cars in offic racing that's uh rodney herewood's car um team car there they'll be there Um let's see running bulls is gonna be there. Soggy bottom boys, they're always fun to watch with their Nissan 350Z Squadron Racing and their E46s, uh Valerian Steel. I love that name. Uh visceral will be there with their two Porsches and uh Williams Racing Group and Winkler Motorsports to round it up. But uh it's growing. We're getting more and more cars there, and as long as you can keep entering, enter, get in there, yeah. If you can't, email uh, Dana.Morrison at ChampCar.org or info at ChampCar.org, if you can't remember that. And uh, say, hey, put me on the uh, wait list, and uh, Dana will get you in there. So, And we always have cars that break down during the test day, so there's always room.
0: So, And one other thing, and and I don't normally do this, but this is really cool. If you you get up there early, or maybe you don't want to do the whole test day or whatever, um, check out the Georgia Racing Hall of Fame in Dawsonville.
1: Yeah, it's it, awesome.
0: It is so cool. I'm gonna put a link in the show notes, um, and I'll if if I'll, I'll warn you, a lot of dedication to Bill Elliott. Yeah, <laughs> but there's a lot of other cool stuff. Uh, D- Dawsonville is referred to as the birthplace of stock car racing, and um, yeah, and there's some really really cool stuff in there, and um, uh, yeah, it's um, it's really pretty cool, and I don't think it costs a lot to get in. And they're open all weekend. so uh, take some time, uh, especially Friday maybe or get it on Thursday. Um, but it's really, really cool. and I'll put that in the show notes.
1: So last year I did a radio show over in uh, Clarksville, Georgia, and um, I stopped by the miles through Time Automotive Museum. really cool place. They've got a bunch of the uh, what's that the you want to cross the states in 24 hours? What's that called that,
0: that? Oh Oh the race across America or the Cannonball run.
1: Cannonball guys, yeah. yeah. They, they don't really call it that anymore, I don't think. But they, they still, uh, they, they're a couple of the, I forget the guy's name that has set the record a few times. Yeah. A couple of his, um, uh, or BMWs are in there. Um, but yeah, really a cool place to go to. Very inexpensive to get into, and uh, but there's a lot of really cool old cars in there. Galaxy 500, that's black on black on black. Yeah. It's cool.
0: You know, but, maybe uh, yeah. in the off season, when we have nothing to talk about, yeah. I'll get Brock Yates Jr. on the show. Um, that would be awesome. Brock's awesome. I don't know if there's any connection to Champ Car, but. Um,
1: he may have raced with us in the early days yeah. under Champ. I'll have to go back and look, yeah. but I know they've been associated with Lemons and a couple of other Bro- folks as Brock's well. Brock's a so. great
0: guy. I've, t- I've interviewed him before, um, and uh, maybe in January when we're yeah you know, between stuff, we'll get him on.
1: Yep. Sounds good.
0: Cool. Cool. All
1: right. All right. I think we're done. I think we I'm are, too. Here.
0: I think we are, too. We'll be back next week. Uh, and we will do it all one. Oh, wait,
1: we got to do it again.
0: Yeah, we absolutely do have to do it again. <sighs> you can't get rid of me that easy, man. You can't get rid of me. That's going to do it for another episode of Inside Champ Car. Like what you hear? Subscribe to the podcast. You won't miss any episodes. Also, share it on your social media channels. Comment on the Facebook page, the Champ Car page. If you don't have a good comment, put it right on Bill Strong's page. Uh, We have new episodes every week. Bill Strong is with me. I am Brian Belansky, and this is the Racing Wire Podcast Network.